theyeshiva.net. Okay, so we began yesterday the Maimon Ner Chanukah Tofresh Mem Gimel. So Shabbos Chanukah, December 1882, presented by the Rebbe Rashab, the fifth Lubavitcher Rebbe, who was born Tofresh Chafalaf and passed away Tofresh Pei. He was a grandson of his father, was the Maharebbe Maharash, who was the son of the Tzamach Tzedek, who was the grandson of the Balatanya. The Rebbe Rashab was born Chav Chesh and Tofresh Chafalaf. 1860, and passed away, Beis Nissen Tafresh Pei, 1920, in Rostov, on the Dan River. So this is Tafresh Mem Gimel, which is actually the year his father passed away, 1882, Yud Gimel Tishrei, and Shabbos he said this Maimer, which explores some of the fundamental ideas in Teres Achsidus about Achtos Hashem, the fact that we're always living in infinite oneness and love. So we began the, the opening of the Maimah, the introduction, and then the question. We're up to page Lamed Zion, right? Page Lamed Zion in your copies. And uh, <coughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 10 lines from the top. Eichaymer Deloish Shanisi Klal, Acha Inyinhu. So let's just uh, capture the main, after the whole introduction about Hanukkah, that it's the only mitzvah that we see, that the mitzvah, the Chazal made the mitzvah, it should be connected to the public domain, Rosh Hashanah. But you don't have that in any other, if I'm not mistaken, any other of the 613 mitzvahs menatayra, or seven mitzvahs derabonam, a mitzvah, that it has to be in Rosh Hashanah. On the contrary, Parah Aduma, it says, a mitzvah hanas is bachutz. It's not done in the Beis HaMikdash, it's done outside. They went to the Haramishcha, they went to Harazes, and they did Paradum over there. So it was outside from the Beis Hamikdash, but not Rishasarabim. Even things where you want to publicize the miracle, like Purim, they wanted to publicize the miracle. Pesach, you want to publicize the miracle, but it's all publicized within the community, the house, and the shul, etc. There's no mitzvah to read the Megillah outdoors. The only exception is Hanukkah. Al Pesach and especially according to Taisvis, that it has to be inside the Rishusarab. And even according to Rashi, the focus is not just the house. Somebody asked me, there is a mitzvah like that. And that is by before Yitzhiash Musam, they had to put blood on the on the door of the house. But they can ask better. The mitzvah of mezuzah, the mitzvah is also on the door of the house outside. So he answers over there. It's a chayvas habayis. So did in the house. Yeah, you do it on the outside door of the house. Here, it's also lechayra habayis. But the focus has to be, even according to Rashi in the chatzer persuminisa, and according to this in the shusarab. So after the longer introduction, the main question that was explored in this maimer which is going to be the theme of the Maimer, is the Nikud of Achdos Hashem, the oneness of Hashem. And the question here is a, is a very fundamental question. When you say, Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad, what does it mean? There's the classic interpretation of the Rishonim. And then there's the way it's explained, especially through the Chachmei HaKabal of Hachsidus. It's not a contradiction, it's just, I would, would say, a deeper layer of it. You could say Hashem Echad is about Hashem. There's one God, there's not many gods. In contrast to polytheism, where there's many gods, the God of the wind, and the God of the water, and the God of the sun, and the God of the moon, and who knows how many gods. There's one. He created the whole world, he's the Balabas of the whole world, which is already was a revolution called monotheism, Amunas Hayichud. That's Hashem, that itself is uh, not a small idea, because it means the world has achdos, it means the world is governed by, uh, by, by a singular reality, it means there's a moral law that encompasses the whole universe, it's not, you know, my God versus your God, the way they used to understand it, uh, what's called polytheism, the idea of many gods. There's one God, Hashem Echad. <coughs> That's why there's universal laws of nature and there's universal laws of morality. We call them Sheva Mitzvah B'nei Noyach. Why the universal laws of morality? Shoifach Dama Adam, Ba'adam Dama Yishafach, B'Tzalem Elakim Asas Adam, right? Respect for human life, respect for human property. 
Respect for animals, even menachayah, the shevamitz is menachayah. Respect for marriage, who says? The law of the jungle? There's no law in the jungle. Whoever is stronger wins. So this is, I'm just explaining to you historically how important this idea was. You know, today we take it for granted. But uh, thousands of years ago, you can't take this idea for granted. There's universal laws of nature, which is also a pella. Where does that come from? Why, why, why does all nature? Who, who, who's, who made nature listen? You can't get a classroom to be quiet, right? And here you have billions and trillions of forces working in synchronization. And therefore, there's universal laws of morality. So it's Avraham Avinu's big, one of his big ideas. There's Hashem Echad on another level that Rambam explains and others. Hashem Echad that Hashem is not made up of pieces. A guf is one body, but it's a composite. It's called murkav. In Jewish philosophy, it's called murkav. It's, it's, it's like a puzzle. Everything is a puzzle. Every, everything is made up of, of many components that come together. So it's one, but it's not really one. It's not a transcendent oneness. But Hashem, the Creator, is infinite. It's not made up of pieces. He has an arm and he has a leg and he has a head and he has eyes and he has cells and they all come together. It's a type of actos that we don't have in our world because by us, when we say one, one community, one house, one person, it's made up of many pieces. That's what Hashem does. Which the only way why the Creator doesn't need a Creator because if the Creator is made up of pieces, he also needs a Creator. Yeah, makes sense. Came the Baal Shem Tev. wasn't the first one already. I saw the first time in the Shalah. Shalah lived a hundred years before the Baal Shem Tev. He was one of the greatest Mekobalim and, uh, and Poiskim. Shalah was the Rav of Prague, Frankfurt, Yerushalayim. He's buried in Tveria, near the Rambam. You heard of the Shalah, Rabbeinu Yeshaya Horowitz. He lived in the 16th, 17th century. Shnei Luchas Habris. You have a called Shnei Luchas Habris. Shalah. And he writes over there that Hashem Echad means not there's one God or Hashem is made up, is one Metzius. He's not composite of many details. But Hashem Echad means Hashem is Yachid Meyuchad. He's the only one. Not that there is one God somewhere and not two gods. Not that this God is not made up of pieces. But Hashem Echad is that Hashem is the only Metzius. <laughs> when, when Moshe said, Ein oid mulvada, he meant kipshuta, Ein oid mulvada. The Baal Shem Tev turned this into the key, or one of the key Yisaitis of, of Teres Achsidus, that Achtos Hashem doesn't mean there is a God. There is a God. It means that the definition when you say Hashem, that Hashem equals Echad. It's one reality. And Ein Oid is nothing outside of that reality. It's the only reality. What does that mean? It's the only reality. So I don't exist. So I'm God. <laughs> so, right. so who's God now? Your wife is God? Your mother-in-law is God? Your God? What does it mean? He's the only reality. Is there a world? Is there no world? How are you supposed to understand this? So you could say words, And a Jew feels it, a Jew senses it, there's an Amun But how, how could one live with it? In simple words, as I said yesterday, one has to give. Either I don't exist and you don't exist and the world doesn't exist. Or it exists but maybe it's fake. And somebody said, fake news, that's fake news. <laughs> and even the fact that we think it's fake news is also fake news. Which is still a problem because perception of fake news is also something, right? A dream is also a reality, it's just a dream. Or you say, there's something off in the Achtos, don't say it's the only reality. <laughs> you could say, he created everything, fine, I understand Hashem created everything. Doesn't mean it's the only reality. How real is the world? How fake is the world? That's the question that's being raised. What, what's the Havana? In the Isis of this Maimer, we say, It's a Pasuk Malachi, but that itself has different interpretations. You can say, I haven't changed means I didn't get weaker over the years. God says, I don't go with the fads, right? 
Today this is in style, tomorrow something else is in style. Nobody killed me, I don't die. But again, the Chachmei HaKabbalah and Chesidus Taich Loishon Nisi deeper, just like Hashem Echad. Loishon Nisi means pre-creation to post-creation. Atu hu kaidim shenivra elam, atu lacha shenivra elam. Again, that also has two interpretations. One is you were here before and you're still here. We shouldn't think that once the world was created, you disappeared, you went on vacation. Atu lacha shenivra elam. You were here then, you're here now, you're eternal. Balatanya teaches atu hu kaidim shenivra elam, atu lacha shenivra elam, atu hu. The same who, the same state of reality. Pre-creation is post-creation. In other words, just like pre-creation, there's Hashem Echad Kipshute, Einoid Mulvade, there's no world, pre-creation. So Atahu, the same reality is Lachash and We're still living in infinite oneness, so, but there's no we. So it, 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 something is, 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 is missing. So you can say, that's how it is. Okay, if that's how it is, so fine, we can end the conversation. I can relate to it. What does that mean for me? Am I real? Am I not real? Are my emotions real? Are my struggles real? Is my pain real? Is my darkness real? Even in my Avedis Hashem, is my Avedis Hashem real? Does it mean anything? Is identity a real thing? Is identity a fake thing? In Yiddish, sometimes people say, Bista garnish. Do you ever, anybody, you ever had the schus of anybody telling that to you? Bista garnished. Rabbi El Kam was once teaching us, he was talking about this, he said in a shtetl, there was a shtetl in Russia, and a guy owed somebody else a lot, a lot of money. So he took him to the Rav to get back his money. So this Yid says, I don't understand. He's a chassid. He knows the Einoid Mulvadai. The money doesn't exist. The loan doesn't exist. I don't owe him any money. I don't exist. He doesn't exist. Right, I'm a chayu. When you owe somebody money, suddenly ain't no Why not? <laughs> very good to get. Very good to get. Very good way to get out of your debts. So the Rav said. They said in Yiddish, maskim lamer nem and dem garnished avek legen af a garnished arayin geben apart garnished on alzvod zayin garnished. Let's take this thing that doesn't exist. Put him down on something that doesn't exist. Give him a few nothings. <laughs> he meant a few schmitz. And uh, a few clap, and everything will be nothing. You know, it's nice to say, tachlis, you know, tell the bank, you know, tell the bank that you don't exist, right? And he doesn't only say, he says, it's not just a question, Stam. I don't feel this way. One of the Yisaitis, in the Pnimi Yisaitis, that there's different worlds. We spoke about four worlds, Atzilus, Bri, Yitzhi, and what makes different, what's that different worlds? He says, in Atzillus, there's Gili Elikos, godliness is revealed. Bri is less, Yitzir is less. Asiya is a chayshach kafalim chupal, it's complete darkness. You can't say there was no change. <laughs> so, 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 so everything is a contradiction here. You say there's achtos, there's no achtos, there is a difference. Is there a difference between people? Is there a difference between worlds? You would think that the conclusion has to be, if you wanted to approach this from a logical perspective, one of them is not so real. Either you're not so real, right? Or the Hashem Echad has to be reinterpreted. What this mime is going to explain, and this is a very fundamental idea to understand, is that both are 100% real. When it says, it's not a joke. It's not a fictional uh, fictional story. It's real. Creation is real, and the purpose of creation is real, and a person is real, and reality is real. Uh, reality is real. That that's brilliant. Yeah. On the other hand, when you say it's as real as it gets. Okay, so you just want to say, fine, paradox. I don't, I don't have what to say. You could always say that. You could say, you know, God does paradoxes. The problem is when you say that, it doesn't leave us with anything. What, fine, I believe you. I, I trust you. Okay, I don't know. It's not relatable. It's not something I, I can internalize. <laughs> because we are structured people. We have minds. We have hearts. We have identities to some degree. 
So this Maima goes through, an evo- uh, if I could say, an evolutionary process in this explanation. He starts off with one Nekuda in chapter 2 that gets challenged and goes yet to a deeper place. That gets challenged and goes to a deeper place. All are, all are true, but it's just different, as we'll see, different layers of existence. I once heard from Rabbi El Khan, he said, in Shara Yichud Ve'emunah, the second section of Tanya, the Balatanya, in chapter 3, asks a question, and that which is going to be addressed later. And that is, that based on the fact that the whole world is essentially an expression of Hashem's energy, so the world should have been bottled by Metzius. You shouldn't feel any separate existence from Hashem. And he compares it to the light of the sun in the solar core. When the light is in the solar core, there's no separate reality of the sun and light of the sun. That's how he finishes the chapter, with a question. Why is it that we feel the world as a separate reality? So the Bielish gave us a shirs. He said that they used to say that you shouldn't go to sleep with a Meir Nevuchim. A Meir Nevuchim is the philosophical work of the Rambam, a guide to the perplexed. Why? Because you may fall asleep after the question. The Rambam over there questions everything, right? Because he wants to prove Yiddishkeit from a logical point of view. You may fall asleep after the question before you got to that. And you know how people are with a book, especially if it's a hard book. <laughs> you fall asleep after the question. This is a whole night. You're going to live with the question. It's good. You shouldn't go to sleep with a man That's what they use. It's an altavert. So he says he doesn't understand how does the Altarebbe finish a whole Pedic and Shari Yichud Ve'amuna with a question until you get to the next Pedic. It could be a week, it could be two weeks, three weeks. So he said, Chassidim used to say, with this Shaila, it's Nishkeferlech if you fall asleep. This question, how is it that the world feels itself like a separate Metzius? It's Nishkeferlech if you sleep. <laughs> If you dream this question, how is it that you feel separate? He says, it's good to, it's good to leave that question. That's not a question that, uh, it's good to leave it off with that question. Huh? I'm a gate shlofen with the shayla, for vos filich zich, we are metzias, nish gefeilich. Versteh's nicht? Huh? Acho inyin hu, the inyin is, the hine kol hashinu yim hanal hu rak lagabi amakablum. All the changes we spoke about are real relative to the recipients, meaning to those who are makabal, who receive the energy. The oilam hatzilas, if you talk about the world of hatzilas, of nation is dachicha oilam vasvidas, lachenichel makabal yosegilialikos. Because the world and the spheres, the spheres are the characteristics of the world, the energies of the world, are refined so they could receive a deeper. Uh, their antennas are more refined. They could receive a, a deeper energy. They could, they're receptive to Gileolikos, to revelation of the divine. Briya, relative Tatsilis, is not so mezuchich, it's not so transparent, it's not so refined. Can't receive such a profound flow of, of revealed godliness. The same is true with Yitzir is less, and Asiya is less. Our world, the physical world. Because it's still not refined, at least not completely. So therefore the whole reality of a Likus is, is counterintuitive to our world. You have to debate it, it's a Chiddush, you have to discuss it, right? You could get the Nobel Prize as an atheist and as an agnostic. The world doesn't easily and in a revealed fashion bespeak the presence of uh, of Hashem and Elikus. So this is all relative to the Mechablam, those who, who experience it. You have to be able to be open to perceive something. You have to be able to be open to perceive something. If I'm not open, if I don't have the... The, if I didn't go through the work, the refinement, we all know in our lives, right? Somebody could tell you the deepest, deepest truths about your life. And these truths may, may, may create a whole new future for you. But if I didn't do the work to be open to it, it's, it's often a bracha Sometimes it takes 20 years for the person to come back and hear the same words and like, oh, where was I? It's not that the information wasn't there. It's not that you didn't hear the information. It's that... 
you have to be a keli for things. You have to be a keli. It could rain and rain and rain a whole day. Hashem could send rain a whole day. But if I didn't plow, and I didn't plant a seed, nothing is going to grow. You'll say, why not? Because rain, yeah, but you have to be fertile. <laughs> if the earth wasn't plowed, it's not fertile, it's infertile. So, Every person receives things based on their antennas, based on their kalim, based on their vessels, what they're shaykh to receive. And that has to do with your zichuch, how refined you are, to be able to perceive what the reality of a situation is. Two people could look at the same thing, but perceive a completely different level of reality, not based on what the reality is, based on the instruments I'm using to define reality, based on how open I am, how refined I am, what tools do I use? It's, it's true in every area of life. There's no area of life it's not true. The web telescope. A whole different world. Yeah. They just sent out a few months ago, it's called the James Webb Telescope. For the first time in history, it brought back pictures. It recorded pictures from four 4.6 billion light years away. That's unbelievable. 4.6 billion light galaxies and stars from 4.6 billion light years away. That's that's beyond... <laughs> huh? <laughs> Pittsburgh and a little further. The gas station after Pittsburgh. Yeah. A light year is not a year of 365 days. <laughs> Light travels 186,000 miles per second. So how much does light travel in an hour? <laughs> it's a big number. And a day and a month. And how much does light travel in a year? Now go 4.6, not million years, but billion years of light years. Not our years, 365 days. You understand the distance from here to the sun is eight minutes. It takes light to travel from the sun to here to earth, eight minutes. The, the sun that we're seeing, we see eight minutes later. We don't see the sun. Uh, a long time huh? Ago a, what? A long time ago in a very distant galaxy. Yes, it's been a long time ago. So, uh, no, you're just bringing out the telescope, right? It's not that the galaxies were created in 2022. The galaxies weren't created in 2022. We have the Kali to be able to perceive it. And what they realized is that what we're seeing now is a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the universe. It puts things in perspective at least a little bit. So it's always based on the keli. Whatever that keli is, we talk about physicality, we talk about spirituality. You say, is there gili a lakus or not? Atzilus bri yitzir asiyas is the differences in the keli, in the container, in the antennas that exist in that reality, what you're capable of perceiving. What eyes you have, what instruments you use. But the Ein Saif, which means the infinite one, Hashem, is present below as above. Mamish. Not that there's a difference. It's Mamish. Like it says in Tehillim. It says, like darkness is like light. What does it mean? The darkness doesn't eclipse you. Why doesn't it eclipse you? When it's dark, I can't see. But no darkness eclipses you. In a place that we call darkness, we're calling it darkness, because I may not have the, the container, the antennas, to be able to perceive the insight there. But Mitzadein Soif is fully present there. The darkness, the concealment doesn't block, doesn't eclipse before him. And explains what this means. It's not just a statement. The whole reason that there is a concealment which allows there to be a metzius of yesh. What's a metzius of yesh? A metzius that feels separate and independent, not divine, we explained, is because of Shem Elikim. Shemesh umagen Hashem Elikim. The name of Elikim conceals, and it allows that even though the boire is creating everything, 
But the nivra, that which is created, should feel its own ego, its own separate reality, as a separate reality. So without that symptom, if there was no filter, if there was no mugging on the Shemesh, if there was no concealment, if there was no Shem Alekim, if Hashem didn't want a Shem Alekim, so what would happen? There would be no Metzius of a Yesh, there would be no separate Metzius, there would be no darkness, because the light wouldn't be concealed. So if the doors of perception were cleansed, and there was no filter, no concealment, no contraction, no restriction, everything would appear as is, which is ain't safe, infinite. All one. But because there is Shem Alekim, like we said, Shemesh or Muggin, what the Muggin is for the Shemesh, what the sheath is for the sun, Alekim is for Hashem. So therefore the energy could be concealed and eclipsed. And now you have a world of Atzillus, you have a world of Bria, you have a world of Yitzir, you have a world of Asiyah. And in each world itself you have endless states of consciousness based on how powerful the Tzimtzum was. And in our world itself, you have endless states of consciousness. You can't compare. Every person has their own consciousness, their own prism through which they see the world. And the question is, how much the darkness or the concealment has affected me, has affected my vision. That depends who I am, where I am, how much I work on myself, etc. That's all Shem Elikim. This concealment, this symptom is, is legabenu, meaning we define it as such. And there was a reason for it. There should be a metzius called a yesh. A metzius means something. Yesh means something, an existence that perceives itself as outside of Hashem. But if you're talking, from the vantage point, from the perspective, Legabi ain't soif Hashem himself, ain't a shayach shum tzimtzum vehester chas v'shalom. No tzimtzum and hester creates a real concealment. Kamashikasov, the Pasuk says, Yirmiya, es hashamayim vesa'aretz animale. I fill heaven and earth. And when you say fill, it means like you say a cup is full, it means there's no space devoid of it. It's not like there's a part of earth where I'm gone. So Shemayim Vesar, it's animale. Every crevice, every nook, every element is filled with me. Uksiv, Yeshaya Hanavi says, we say it in the morning, in davening, every morning before Krishma and in Kedusha, Malay Chala Aretz Kavayde. The whole earth, even the earth, doesn't mean only the earth, even the earth is filled with Kavayde. Ah, you'll say, what do you mean? Well, I don't see, I'm sorry, I don't see it. <laughs> When says Shmaim Vesor, it's Ani Mole. Ani Ani Mole. Ani Mole, right? Ani Vaavsiyoid. Ani, I feel it. Well, I'm here. I'm sitting here. Either you're sitting here, or we can't both sit in the same seat. <laughs> so he says, Shadei Ene Shayach Sheyaster Kiim Dover Azulus. Something outside of you can block you. Avol Etzem Ene Shayach Sheyaster Alatzma. Something can't eclipse itself. Fascinating how it's expressed in Allah. Shulchan Aruch speaks about covering your head during davening. So what happens if I don't have a yamulka? So what do I do? I take my hand. I have a geraldic idea, right? I take my hand. I cover my head, as I Gewaldic, yeah? He says, no, it's not kissy. Why not? My head is covered. <laughs> he said, because the head and the hand is one goof. You can't cover you. Why can't you cover you? Because you are you. Because <laughs> you is not covering you, because that's also you. If the hand, your hand could cover my head. If you take your hand, right? Or I take a shmata. A yamlake could be a shmat. <laughs> I take a towel, I put it over. <laughs> That's a kisui. <coughs> Excuse me. It's a fascinating Allah. Since the goof is considered one, it's a singular organism. So even though physically, my head is covered practically, if it rains, <coughs> it's going on my head, not on my head. You can ask, what do you mean? <laughs> it, it is covering it's pushed covering it. What's the difference if I put a hat? I put my hat on it. Halach, it's not considered a kisui. 
could put your jacket on. You could put somebody else, somebody else's hand. Yeah, because he says ain't etzem master Since the hand and the head are one, so you can't cover you because the you that's covering the you is also you. So it's not a real cover. So he applies this like every halacha. It has a source in ruchnius. The whole concept of Hester could only be Lagabi somebody else. Right? <coughs> I'll give you an, a Pashta, another example. I don't know if it's more Pashta than this example, but if somebody's teaching a class, if you're teaching a class, let's say to very young children, and you know it, it's, very, it's a very deep concept, but you know you can't say everything you're thinking because nobody's going to know what you're talking about. So you only give them the outer, like somebody's touching Mishnayas, somebody's teaching Mishnayas or Pasuk Chumash. You happen to know Many, many layers of depth in this Mishnah. But you have to basically give only an outer, outer layer. So you're concealing the rest of it, right? But it's not a concealment for you, because <laughs> you're the one concealing it. It's not like, the, for the child it's a concealment. <coughs> Why is for the child a concealment? Because he's a Zulus, somebody outside of you. But the one who's creating the concealment, <laughs> that's not a real concealment, because the eye who is, who, who is behind this blockage, right? So the blockage is also the eye, so it's not concealing the eye. So that superficial class is not superficial for the teacher because within the superficiality, he sees everything. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, that's what he says. One second, good, one second, one second. It's not like the Hester, there's Hashem, and then Elikim comes in and says, God, I'm going to block you. <laughs> What's Elikim? Yeah. Hashem hu Elikim. What's that Hashem hu Elikim? It's not just two names. In English, they say the Lord is God. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yankel is Yankel, yeah. Sprinze is Sprinze. Hashem hu Elikim. Hashem hu Elikim is a Bikiddish. Elikim is Hester. Elikim is midas hatzimtzum. Yudke vavke is gilui, revelation. To say Hashem hu elikim, Hashem and elikim are one, you're saying something. You're not just saying two names in English. And then you're saying, you know, <coughs> Chaim and Yankel are the same person. He has two names. By the Brits, they gave him two names. When you see the English translations, you sometimes don't understand. The Lord is God. God is the Lord. I don't know if you ever read the English translations. Fine, so God is the Lord. So you have one name, you have another name. I'm talking about the same guy. Okay. They say, why did Yisrael have seven names? Because he had seven daughters and he had to marry them off. So after each chasana, he went bankrupt. Karagel. So he had to change his name. So there's Yisrael and there's Yeser. <laughs> there's Choyvav. He had seven names. Every chasana became a new identity. So you say, all the seven names are one. The toichen here is the concealment itself is also elikus. So ein etzem master aletzem. So elikim is not mastered on havaya. It's master. It's, it's again. It's like my head covering over my head. So nothing is really concealing elikus because that which is concealing. Is also a So you can't say that the name of Elikim, Midasat Simtsum, creates a real Simtsum, Hashem, and it limits his presence or his expression or its manifestation that in Atzilis or in Brio or in Yitzir or Nasiyah, it's less. The Achdus is less. Because there's darkness. What's concealing it? Shema Lekim, the mechanisms of Elikim, that's also divine. There's nothing outside. The Hester Baizek. Shema Lekim is associated also with the quality, with the sphere of Malchus. Every name of Hashem is associated with a different sphere. Like Kalis Chesed, the Marshal. Excuse me. Shema Eka Aleph Hei Yud Hei is Keser. Shindalad Yud is Yisoid. In Kabbalah, in Pardis, they explain every name. So the name of Lekim is associated often with Malchus. Sometimes also with Gvura, which is also associated with Malchus. But, but Lekim is Malchus. Who Elikus? It's not it's, it's a different name, it's, it's a different energy. You're covering your head through a towel. That's Elikus, that's divine. 
Umiyuchud be'ein soif betachlis ayichud. And when we say it's a lakus, it's completely one, completely one with the ein soif. V'imkein einoi master klal gam legabiya adam eshem havaya mahava elamus. So even relative to the ray of havaya that's creating the world through alakim. And a lekim is a tzimtzum, a lekim is a hester, it's concealing it, it's filtering it, it's contracting it. But it's not a real, it's not a hester. We, but it is. You're saying it created a yesh. He says, yeah, kiyam legabi hamakablo. Legabi the recipient. Legabi the recipient. The one experiencing the flow. The hester is genuine. The hester is real. It's authentic. I don't experience infinite oneness. Not the the light, the energy that comes from Shem Avaya, Shem's energy. So even the light that comes from Ein Saif, which means the flow of Chius, of vitality, that creates all the worlds, also Loishanisi. It's not like now it's compromised, it's filtered, it's finite, it's limited. It's fully, fully present. This is even Lagabi the Ur that goes to create the worlds. In other words, the Ur that's filtered. Certainly Lagabi the essence himself, the source. No concealment is applicable. So it depends which side you're looking from. Sometimes, right, you have it, if, if a teacher is teaching and the sugya, the, the idea is complicated, he'll give a marshal. Well, tell a story, a parable, right? Why do you give parables? You give parables because the idea itself is very abstract. So you give a parable, it illustrates it, right? It brings it down, it's a nice story. So when people hear the parable, they don't know where you're going because they don't know the concept. Hopefully through the parable, they'll understand the concept. So, ah, you got it. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Do you understand why I'm giving this parable? (laughs) That's the, if you would know right away where the parable is going, it's not a good parable. The concept was abstract. So the parable, is like, let's tell a story. And then hopefully, you can go back from the mushal to the nimshal. Right? The medrash, you always have mushal, what do you need mushal? Don't give me mushal, I don't need mushal. It says that Shleiman Melech, Vayidaber Shloishis Alofim Mushal, Malachim. It says, <laughs> he had 3,000 metaphors. It's the Balad, the Magid says, the Magid of Mazrich says, the world learns he had 3,000 stories in his repertoire. Everybody has what's called a filing cabinet of stories, right? Yeah, so everybody knows that Jews have 400 jokes, right? 100 of them are about your wife or your husband, another 100 about rabbis and doctors and lawyers, right? Another 100 about religion, another 100 about food. He had 3,000, Gavaldic, he had 3,000 stories that you can't... Uh, you know, the Maggit says, <laughs> the Maggit says, such love muscle means something else. It means his ideas were so deep that he needed to give a muscle for the idea. But the muscle, the metaphor was also too deep. So he needed to give a muscle for the muscle. 3,000 layers in order to bring it down. <laughs> That's just like a love muscle. So what's, the muscle is a blockage. It's supposed to be a blockage. If the muscle is not a blockage for the idea, it's not a good muscle. The muscle doesn't give you access to the depth. That's why you can open yourself up to it. Right? You see with people, I speak a lot, so I know this, you can say ideas. You tell a story, everything changes. What happened? The whole story is here to give out the idea. I'm not interested in the story. But that's what it is. Why? In communication, right, storytelling is very powerful. What does a story do? A story takes it away from the original intensity and it brings it into a new reality and over there people can open up. First of all, you're not talking about them, you're talking about somebody else, so that's for sure good, so there's no defenses. If you're telling somebody about them, chas v'shalem, right, atkan. But you're telling me a story about Pliny Almoini who lived the Chvezven, yeah, gesundheit. And then after that we'll go back. Nasin Anavi, yeah, yeah, with the sheep, yeah. Nasin Anavi with David Amalach. Over there, it's actually much deeper. But okay, that's a whole separate Indian. That he had to paskin, he had to paskin his own din, within din v'cheshbon. Over there, there's a whole shtikl in the Kutim Aran from the Balshamtiv about this. 
that you have to give your verdict. You have to be the one to give your own verdict. But yeah, so by definition, if a person is telling the story, the marshal, the point is that in the marshal you don't see right away the nimshal. It's a, it's a good cover-up because the nimshal is too deep. But that's only from the perspective of the one hearing the marshal. The one saying the marshal, he's not going to say, oh, my idea was just concealed because I said a marshal. <laughs> For you, it's not a concealment. Why not? Because the author of the nimshal is also the author of the marshal. <laughs> from the one who doesn't know the nimshal, he hears the marshal, it's a process. The marshal only gives you an outer layer and you have to work to get to the deeper layer. For the one... For the one saying the marshal, the author of the nimshal and the marshal, the marshal is just an expression of the nimshal in a way that it's filtered. The filter is not a genuine filter, it's not a genuine concealment from the perspective of the one communicating, only from the one who's experiencing the communication from the outside. So he's saying there's two ways of defining the world. Legabi the mekablim, it's not a stida. The depends on how shema lekim affects you. And essentially, if you see how he puts it here, in different Oisius, and this is what we explained at length in Viadaita and the last Maimatera Vayeda, Viadaita Moscow, about the Tzimtzum. Darizal explained that there was a Tzimtzum. Tzimtzum is a Lekim, Shema Lekim is Tzimtzum. What does Tzimtzum mean? Darizal says, this is how Eitz Chaim begins. When Hashem wanted to create the, created the world, Haya Oirein Saif Mamale Kol Makam Achalol Veloya Yamakam Lamidus Oilamus. Soif filled the entire space of what would be the world, and there was no space for the world. When he says space, he doesn't only mean physical space. There was no space, there was no time, there was no space. Makaim, you'll say, for example, somebody will say a svara in yeshiva, right? And you'll say in Yiddish, What does it mean? Your svara has no place. What do you mean? And, and my svara does have a place. What svaras sit on chairs? You don't have a place in the base medrash. A svara needs a chair. I met a younger man the other day. He learns in Lakewood, base medrash already for 30 years. So I asked him if he learns all day. So he said, besides learning, he's also on a bezdin of Choshen Mishpat. I said, what are you misasakin? He said, the place is in BMG. I said, what's pshat? He says, if you went to Yisrael for a year and then you come back, or you went a few months for a shidduch, and you want your old place... Yeah, you have 8,000 people, seven, whatever the number is, can I inhabit 7,000 people? So there's a Bezdin of Chesh and Mishpat in Beis Medrash and Lakewood to deal with disputes over the places in the Beis Medrash. You had a good place, yeah? You went to get married. You come back four months later. <laughs> so he's part of a Bezdin. He took training and this at Chesh and Mishpat. Who gets the chair? It's interesting. No, I didn't know there's such a Bezdin. But he was telling me about it. <laughs> He told me about different cases and how they paskin. It's a serious question. Chazaka, what's called chazaka, what's not chazaka. But that's all people. People need chairs in base Medrash. The Svaras, the Svara doesn't need a chair. The Gemara needs a shelf, not a chair. Why doesn't a Svara need a chair? Because a Svara doesn't, doesn't live in chairs. It doesn't exist in a physical, in a physical uh, dimensions. So you'll say the Svara doesn't have a place. Place doesn't mean it doesn't have a physical place. It means it's not reality, it's stupidity. You say, the svar is, is, is a shtutz. Ein lezem makam. Ein lezem makam. So when Arizal says, he doesn't mean only there was no space. Because Hashem is big. <laughs> he filled up everything. He's saying something much deeper. The concept of reality outside of Ein Saif was inconceivable. Yutaifus. You heard what I said. The concept, the concept that was in Tell me the two plus two. You know, your child will ask you, how much is two plus two? So you'll answer two plus two is pink. You can argue with that. If you tell me two plus two is five, okay, I could say not a shkaitin. Tell me two plus two is yellow. Fine, thank you. Talking about not ain't soif, pre-tzimtzum is like saying two plus two is pink. <laughs> it's not that I'm wrong. You understand? Sometimes you say something that's wrong. It's wrong, but you, you, I understood what you said. Two plus two equals five. It's wrong. Two plus two equals pink is not wrong. 
I don't know what you're talking about. Pink and two, it's, it's different worlds. The Tzimtzum was a revolution. The Tzimtzum was Machadish. Yeah? That there is a concept not ain't safe. Ultimately, you and I can exist. So that's what Arizal said there was a Tzimtzum. So he says here, the shit is up al that when you say the tzimtzum, don't think there was any tzimtzum. In Eir, and certainly not in Atzmos. That's why he says it both. Even in Eir. What's Eir? Eir is the expression of Hashem. The energy that's creating, the, even there there was no filter. Either is Hashem Uwalikim. Because the tzimtzum itself is also Elikos. Shem Elikim is also divine. So therefore, ain't etzem master aletzem. It's like you blocking you. You can't block you. Why? Because the you that's blocking the you is you. Somebody else, it may serve as a blockage for somebody outside of you. But for you, the instrument, the filter, the tools, whatever the mechanism that's creating the concealment, that is elikus. So b'meila, the ein oid mulvadei pre-state, pre-creation is the same. Achtos Hashem. Ah, you say this atzilus bri yitzir. I see all these changes. He said, "Lagabe the mekablim, there's a hester, and therefore, even in the oir, even the oir that comes from avaya, that oir is not defined by a filter. It's fully present, like it was before the tzimtzum. So when Arizal says there had to be a tzimtzum to create an empty space." It just means for the recipient, it looks like an empty space. For the Makabal, yeah. For the Makabal, it's Astara. Like he says, there's Atzilas, there's Bri Yitzir Asiyah. Because you're saying, if Mitzad Mashpiyah, there's Taka no Hester, so why the Gabi the Makabal is there, Hester? How is there even a Makabal? <laughs> Good question. You're saying, so there's no Hester Taka. So if there's no Hester, right? Even where the Makabal is, there's no Hester. <laughs> Even in that space, where there's an empty space, it's not an empty space. It's ain't safe. There's, no, there's, there's, no, there's nothing outside of the person, you say. But you're saying it's not an illusion. And even an illusion is also an illusion. <laughs> Why is there an illusion? Achalam is like achalam. Emes... An illusion is the chaychan illusion. <coughs> okay, good. Alts good. Good, good to kashas. So there's one more nekuda here. So even the gabi the ha'ada, there's no hester, and he says certainly the gabi atzmos, there's no hester. So you're asking a good question. So if there's no, there's no. <laughs> By me there is, but where's the, where, where did the, me even emerge? <coughs> In the marshal I'm giving, there's a teacher, there's a student, they're two separate people. They were two separate people before, now they're still two separate people. So the teacher says a marshal, and the student doesn't know what's inside the marshal easily. But here, you're saying it's not a teacher and a student. How did the student even emerge as a separate being to be able to say that this is blocking? Right, so obviously that's what he's saying, that the tzimtzum is legabe the makablam, Not legabe the mashpia, not legabe asha. The BMS, the line starts Lagabiatmus, the BMS. Bazed the Koshkin Lagabiatmus Shayna Shaykh Shum Hester. The BMS, really. Bazed Dafke Nishlam Hamachovim. When you say there's no concealment, it doesn't mean that it's fake. It means Bazed Dafke Nishlam Hamachovim, this creates the Kavana of the creation. The Masha Olibrit Sayna Yaposhichi Ilumis. The reason he desired there should be worlds who There should be the gili of the malchus of Hashem. <coughs> As it says in Svarim, a melech needs a nam. Hashem wanted a relationship. He wanted to be a melech. A melech here means wanted a connection. And you can't have a melech without a nam. A melech has a leader. Just like in marriage, you can't have a chassan without a kali. You can't have a kali without a chassan. You say, get married to yourself. There's no such a thing. Ein melech b'loya. Vim kain. 
הישהבוס שנעשה מבחינת מלכוס שיהיה מציאס היש, זהו איקר המכוון לנסב הקדוש ברוך הוא ליאס לידי בתחתון עם So the creation that happens from Malchus, which allows for the Yesh, this fulfills the Kavona, the objective of creation. It says in Medrash Tanchuma, Parshas Nosoi, Nis'ava Kodesh Baruch Elias Lidira B'Tachtayna. Shem wanted to have a dira, a home, a dwelling place, in the lowest element of reality. What does it mean, the lowest element B'Tachtayna? What's it called B'Tachtayna? There's no Tachtayna. The answer is, in that which is perceived as outside and completely detached, over there there should be a connection and a relationship. There should be oneness. So it's precisely in the Elikim, in the Malchus, in the Yesh, that the whole desire of creation is fulfilled. So Malchus is as Ein Soif as the Ein Soif. So it's not a real concealment. What's he adding here? <coughs> to answer your question. The shayla is, what's pshat concealment? Not that we're saying the concealment is fake. If Hashem is real, Elohim is also real. What we're saying is, the way we define Hester, from Hashem's perspective, it's seen in a different way. What is it seen as? It's just seen as an opportunity for Malchus. For Nesava Kaddish Baruch so the Hester is redefined as a real absolute separateness to an opportunity to be able to build a relationship. <coughs> I'll give you an example that I think illustrates it. If you, uh, you know, you're, 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 you're trying to train your, uh, you're trying to train your, your child to walk or to drive a bike, so you have, what do they call it? Uh, training wheels. So you can't fall. And then one day you take off the training wall, wheels. And what's the first thing that happens? <laughs> he falls, right? <coughs> so you'll say, wow, these parents really don't care about the child. Or you're walking with the child, the infant, and the child is walking beautifully, holding your hand, and then you, you take away your hand, and the child loses its balance and falls. Are you going to say that emotionally the father or the mother now detached from the child? I don't care about you. No. Why? The whole purpose is on the contrary. I want you to be able to walk independently. I want you to be able to drive your own bike. I want you to be able to be the person you're capable of becoming. I want you to be able to learn to walk. I don't want for the rest of your life you're holding Tati's hands, Mommy's hands. The child may not feel that way. The child is like, where are you? You're the worst Tati you ever lived. Why? Because the child is feeling separate. You just let me fall. But you didn't just let him, yeah, you let him fall. What you were trying to bring out is, you want him to become stronger, you want him to realize his strength, you want him to realize that he could walk. He'll get up and he'll fall and he'll get up and he'll fall and then the third and fourth time he'll be able to walk. When somebody has a struggle in life, when somebody has a struggle, it's a very sensitive thing he's saying, and you have to know how to say it because it could be, it could be misconstrued as not empathetic, but it's very empathetic. If you have a struggle, what's the definition of a struggle? If you feel the beauty of the struggle, it's not a struggle. MS. <laughs> what makes a struggle a struggle is that it's it's a struggle. You don't see the the beauty of it, but the one who gave you the struggle, if he really loves you. What does, he, what does he see in the struggle? He just sees in the struggle, soif ma'isa, how are you going to grow from it? What are you going to become of it? But if I would feel that, it's not a struggle. I wouldn't be able to go through. It's like when the, you ever see the caterpillar morph into a butterfly, right? So they say there was a farmer who was watching the poor butterfly struggling. So what does he do? Or it's like uh, I once saw a chick trying to come out of the egg. It could take hours and hours heavily laid <laughs> for the chick to come out of the egg. So I had this tiver, right? Let me crack the egg. <laughs> Let me crack the egg and the chick will come out. So the person who, who had these chicks said, you're going to kill it. Because by trying to crack the egg, 10 hours it develops the muscles that it needs in order to survive. So you're going to open the egg, so it's going to be struggle-free, and what's going to happen? 
the chick will die a day later because it didn't develop the muscles it needs to live. But the chick doesn't know this. <laughs> All the chick knows is this is a sick egg. I hate this egg. Whoever made this egg, you're not a good mommy. Yeah, I'm not going to do it this way. <laughs> and it's not a stitter, right? Because if the chick, if the chick would just sit back and say everything is wonderful, it wouldn't, ha- it wouldn't be able to become what it has to become. Sometimes you see a person going through something, you can't tell them anything. You can't say that on the other side of the tunnel, it's going to be incredible for you. You can't. First of all, it's, it's, they're not going to be able to relate to it. Second of all, it's not what they need to hear from you. And, uh, and <coughs> it can also cause sometimes you know, wrong impressions and so forth. The person going through the darkness is going through the darkness. But from the perspective, a higher perspective, I don't see darkness. What do I see? I see an opportunity for you to become the person you become. But it's a painful, it's a painful duality because the person in the darkness will not see it this way. And you have to be able to validate their perspective. You typhus what I'm saying? I once heard from the Lubavitcher Rebbe, he said, a de Kivart. It says in Rashi, in Rivka's womb, it was very tumultuous. Yaakov was gravitating to, uh, whenever she went by a, a base medrash, whenever she went by Forche. So Yaakov started to get excited, and when she went by a pagan monastery, Esav uh, started to fabreng and get excited. Esav started to say, L'chaim in the womb. Everybody knows this Rashi. So that asked a simple question. In a womb, people don't have pchira. <laughs> I didn't choose what to do in my mother's womb. They call it today genetic disposition. The genes. So why are you calling Esav a Russia when already in the womb, the Rebbein Shalom decided he should gravitate to Avodah Zarah? That's not called free, free choice. Don't call him a Russia. We don't call a lioness a Russia and a sheep a tzadikis. The lion didn't decide to devour a sheep and the sheep didn't decide to be a lemichel and a, and a shefala. <laughs> genetically that way. You have tightness to the tiger, to the cheetah, to the... What do you want the cheetah to do? To say, no, I'm going to be a, a, a chicken today. You want a, a lion to get up and say, okay, you know what? I made a cheshben on nefesh last night. I'm becoming a puppy. Lions can't do that. What's Wilster for them? Yeah? What do you want from Esau? I don't understand. In the womb, he's gravitating to avoid the zara. So the addiction didn't come when he was 20 years old. <laughs> the addiction came in the womb of his mother. So whose fault is that? That's his fault. She said, "Amoyde de Kavart. The struggle with Avodah is not bad. That's a shlichus. The fact that Esav was gravitating to Avodah didn't make him a rush. That doesn't make him a bad person. It just puts him in a world where his mission is a different type of mission. It's a mission where he has to struggle against Avodah Esav never had a choice to be like Yaakov. Even if Esav would have been a tzaddik, he would have never looked like Yaakov." He would have looked like Esav HaTzadik. It's a different type of Tzadik. You can't choose everything in life. I can't choose to be you. I can choose to take my struggles and be me. Esav's choice was that yes, with his struggles, he would become a powerhouse. The Rambam says in Shemayin HaProkim, there's two types of people. There's a goody, you all have in a family, we all have in our family, Right? There's the boys, they go on the conveyor belt. You know the conveyor belt of the system? You hatch them, you match them, you dispatch them. You don't hear from their principal till the day of graduation of high school, and then you're ready for a shidduch. And then you say, call me back for vachnacht. And then you have a kid. Every day is nacha parsha for tzvansikir. Every day is nacha parsha. So Rambam says, chassid ha perfect kid, a gewaldik. And then there's kaivash yisra. It's not better, it's not better. We often define struggle as evil. Chas v'shalom. The struggle doesn't come from you. The struggle comes from the Shalom. Person goes through stuff. That didn't come from you. Your pchir is not, I'm going to be like, I can't be like you. I am in this world. If you went through something as a child, those of you know, it's, you're going to be dealing with it for the rest of your life. Your choice is not to deal with it or not to deal with it. Your choice is how you view it. Do you say my struggle is an invitation for weakness and despair and depression? Or my struggle is an invitation for the chick to burst 
break the egg and for the caterpillar to morph into a butterfly and to fly to the heavens. That's the choice. Hester. The Hester is MS. Elikim is not fake. Hashem could reveal, Hashem could conceal. But what do you see in the concealment? When Hashem looks at the concealment of the world, what does he see? It's an opportunity for a relationship. If there's no Hester, there's no Dira B'tachtayinim. Ain't Malach B'layam. So your separateness from me is not because we're really separate. It's that we could really connect. <laughs> you have a personality, you have a metziah, so we could connect. So Elakim, the way it's registered, the way it's experienced, Mitzad Ein Saif, is an invitation for a relationship. So it's not that the Hester is a Sheker. Hashem is not a Chas v'shalom, not Emes, and Elakim is not not Emes. If Hashem is Emes, Elakim is also Emes. <laughs> the Moshul is not fake, the Moshul is real. So the Hester is a real Hester. But what is it? Taka, if you work through your struggle and you come out on the other side, then you can go back. What did Yosef HaTzadik tell his brothers? Huh? Don't get upset that you sold me. Why? Why? <laughs> 22 years separated from his father. What do you mean don't get upset? What does he answer? Ki lemichia shlachani alakim lefnechem. Atem loy mecharetem oisi ki Hashem shlachetem oisi. So now I want to ask you a question. Somebody kidnaps. Somebody gets kidnapped. Physically, emotionally, gets sold as a slave, gets put into prison. Right? And you go in to visit them, and you say one thing. Oh, it's all good, it's wonderful. <laughs> You're going to become the Mishnah of Mitzrayim. They'll throw you out of the prison. <laughs> Why? You're completely clueless. You have to be able to empathize with what I'm going through. But Yosef HaTzadik, when he meets his brothers, he says, when I look at the whole story, I see, you didn't, you didn't kidnap me, you didn't throw me into a pit, you didn't sell me. This was my journey to be able to save the whole world. Difficult journey. So everything was, 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 was reframed. The same reality was reframed. Now, Yosef was telling this to himself all the time. Yosef didn't understand what's happening, but he understood that something is happening. Later, he saw what's happening. That's why he never despaired. So it's the same reality, but what do you see? From one perspective, you just see concealment, darkness, 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 darkness. And from my perspective, it's real. Right? They say sometimes you feel like you have been buried. Somebody has literally buried you. In the truth, in truth, you weren't buried, you were planted. It's very deep. Right? You weren't buried, you were planted. You were buried! <laughs> yeah, you were buried, but you were planted. When you plant a tree, you bury, you bury the seed. <laughs> but you're not burying the seed, you're planting the seed. But if I feel buried, I feel buried, not planted. More sand, more sand, more sand, more sand. You know the mice they say about the donkey? <laughs> it's a very cute story. There was a fellow, and his donkey fell deep into a pit. And it hurt its, it hurt its legs, and and it was an old donkey. and a... <laughs> So he thought to himself, he doesn't have the kalim to schlep out. The donkey doesn't have help. So you know what? He'll just bury it. <laughs> so he poured sand, more sand, more sand, more sand, more sand. He felt bad, you know. This is Alta Chamoir. Like Bilam's Chamoir said, you know, this is how you treat me. But that, he's, he's old and the donkey is old. Chinese Gadalvi is Kadash. He puts the last shovel of sand, he goes away, and suddenly a few minutes later he sees the chamayin is da, the donkey is da. The donkey, they say donkeys are stupid, but sometimes they're not so stupid upon him. Chamayin Meloshin Chaymer, the Maral says. So what did the donkey do? Every time he poured sand on the donkey, the donkey shook off the sand, you know, it's not even offer kumi, and then went on top of the sand, and every time he poured shook off the sand, and the sand became another step, another step, another step, until it came out. So was the donkey buried, or the donkey was given an opportunity to come out? It's a very sensitive question. Both realities are very real from the perspective of each side. From the one experiencing it, this is bad, this is very bad, this is dark. But the very same reality could be perceived completely in a different way. And that is, 
your very, very struggle is just a hechitza. It's an opportunity for unprecedented growth. Not that the reality is fake, but what the meaning of the reality is completely different. So the, so the Rebbe says in this Maimer, that's true about Hashem Elikim, that the Hester is a Hester. But from Hashem's perspective, it's just that it should be able to be a different type of Gilead, so the concealment is not a concealment which is a real darkness in which I'm not present. The whole reason there is a yesh is so there should be able to be a real relationship, a real connection. There can't be a real connection. If there's only me, there's no relationship. Ain't soif is ain't soif. Okay, we'll continue more next time with more Hasbara. Everybody have a beautiful day. The next year will be Thursday morning, 7.45 a.m. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.